Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. This is Wednesday, February the 17th. If this is your first time joining us for worship, we'd like to welcome you to this midweek time of prayer and devotion. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you're staying warm and staying safe during this wintry weather. I know we have some more coming in later tonight and tomorrow, so please be safe if you're out. But tonight, I just wanted to share a few moments out of God's Word, and I pray to give you encouragement and to give you hope. If you're like me, you have been uh, tired of this crazy pandemic, and, and now with this wintry weather, it makes it even more challenging. My family and I have been quarantined over the last several days because my son, Isaiah, tested positive for covid this past Saturday, and I ask that you would continue to pray for him as he has not felt well at all these last few days, and the rest of my family and I are going to be tested tomorrow to see if we are uh, able to, to get out of this lockdown or this quarantine, but we just want everyone to stay safe and to be healthy but tonight I wanted to speak with you a few moments out of the Word of God. And if you have your Bible, you can turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. Remember when Peter wrote this letter, he was writing to a church that had been scattered, to Christians that had been scattered because of persecution. Some have called this a letter of persecution or separation. Others have called it a, a letter of hope and encouragement as he wrote to encourage those Christians who were suffering because of their faith. And maybe you've been suffering during this season that we've been going through, suffering from depression or from anxiety or suffering from fear or worry, or maybe you've been persecuted because of your faith in Christ, which I believe we're living in a day and time for we as Christians are going to be more and more uh, persecuted because of our faith in Christ. But in 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter writes some encouraging words. And if you were to go back to chapter 1, remember that he said in verse 14, As obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. And so he was just talking about in chapter one about us being holy, which you know means to be set apart or to be different than the rest of the world. And if we are Christians, or if you're longing to be a Christian, then we have to be different than the rest of the world. And maybe there's some things in our lives that we need to get rid of. And this is when we pick up with our scripture for tonight, beginning with verse 1 of First Peter chapter 2. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Well, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, over these last couple of days with all of the ice and then the snow that came, maybe you've been uh, digging out from your house, digging out your driveway. 
I know yesterday I took my handy dandy snow shovel here and I went out into the driveway for over two hours, only got half of my driveway done, but I was digging out so we could get the cars out if needed. And uh, I tell you, it was, it was tough. I worked up a good sweat. It was good exercise. But tonight, when we read this scripture, therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. I think literally in Greek, it means to strip off. But tonight, I'm going to call it to dig out. Many times we get weighed down by these sins. Just as the snow and the ice, it was hard to dig out because it was so uh, compacted on top of each other and it was frozen and it was really hard trying to dig and to, to get that snow and ice up. And when we allow sin to be in our lives, it becomes more difficult the longer it's there to get up or to get out of our lives. So Tonight, maybe you're thinking of some things in your life that with God's help and through the power of the Holy Spirit, you need to dig out. But he talks specifically about malice. Malice is when we have ill will towards someone or we intentionally try to bring harm or evil into someone's life. It says to get rid of or rid yourselves of all malice. I think about in other places of scripture, if you would turn back to James chapter one, verse 21, James wrote, therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And then in Ephesians chapter four, verse 32, Paul wrote something very similar. He said, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, along with brawling and slander and every form of malice. And so we are to dig out to get rid of these things that we know are harmful to us, harmful to others, and displeasing to God, but to rid ourselves of all malice and all deceit. Deceit is when we uh, do something for someone else or, or maybe we're doing one thing but we mean it for our own good and we're deceiving someone acting as if we care about them or about their situation, but we really have a, an ulterior motive and it's for our good and not for theirs. Hypocrisy could be called play acting. Hypocrisy is when we pretend like we're living for Christ when maybe we're really living in the world or we pretend like we love someone and yet we really don't. I've had so many people through the years have said, the reason I don't come to church is because it's full of hypocrites. I see what these people are doing throughout the week or on Saturday night and then they come in on Sunday and act like they're holier than thou or they are super Christian. But what I've told those people that if there was a sign at the door that said no sinners allowed, then none of us would be able to come because we are all sinners for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And also tell them that the church, as you hear me say often, is a field hospital 
for the sin sick and hurting, not a club for the righteous. So if someone is living a hypocritical life, that maybe while they come and they hear the word of God, the Holy Spirit will convict them and they'll be changed and they will begin to live an authentic, genuine Christian life. But it says to rid ourselves of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy. Envy, we could say, is jealousy. Have you ever been envious of someone? You wish you looked like them. You wish you had the kind of car they had, the kind of house they had. You, you envy someone because of the position or the job they have. There's no room in the place of Christians to have envy or jealousy. This is one of the greatest ways that Satan will get in and destroy our lives when we are envious uh, towards someone. So maybe you need to rid yourselves of envy tonight and slander along of every kind and slander of every kind. Slander is when we put someone else down or or we try to hurt someone else's reputation. Why is it that sometimes folks feel like they have to put someone else down to make them feel better about themselves? I go back to what my great aunt Maymay had taught me and my brothers when we were young. She would say, honey, if you don't have something good to say about someone, then you shouldn't say it. And we've all been guilty of saying things we should not about people, but I pray tonight that we would rid ourselves of these things because these are not how God's holy people should act and how God's holy people should live. But Peter goes on to write, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation. Well, when he says that we are to crave pure spiritual milk, he's talking about the word of God, the unadulterated word of God, the pure and holy truth of God's word. And we are to crave it. And when we think of that word crave, we think about what David the psalmist wrote in Psalm 42 verse 1, as a deer pants or craves for uh, living waters, so our soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God as a deer pants for streams of water or craves uh, that living water. That's how we are to thirst after God's word. And reading God's word should not be a burden, but it should be a delight. We know that we find truth in God's word. We find hope in God's word. We find healing in God's word. We find direction in God's word. We find wisdom in God's word. The psalmist writes in Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my path. And so we should crave the word of God. And he's referring to like a newborn baby. Uh, again, back in 1 Peter chapter 1, he talks about being born again or being newborn. And so as Christians, and maybe you're a new Christian, or maybe you've just never grown in your faith, I pray that we would crave the word of God because it is living 
and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And we know that it can bring life to us when we crave the Word of God. And so I pray tonight that not only would we dig out those sins in our lives, but we would dig in to the Word of God. And I challenge you to dig into God's Word because you'll find meaning and purpose and life in the Word of God. So we know tonight that we must dig out, that we must dig in. But then lastly, I pray that we would dig Him. That's another way we use the word dig. It says, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Remember what Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12? Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So we know we are to continue to work out our salvation. We're not a finished product. God's not finished with me yet, and God's not finished with you yet. So don't think just because you've messed up in your life, or maybe you made some New Year's resolutions or spiritual commitments, and you've already broken them. Don't think that God doesn't love you, and he will forgive you if you will just give it over to him. But he goes on to say in verse 3, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I love what the psalmist David wrote in Psalm 107 verse 1 when he said, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And we know God is good. He's gracious with you and me. In a verse we've shared many times out of 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9, says the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. We know that God is good and we know that he loved you and me so much that he would send his one and only son into the world that whoever would believe in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So I want you to taste and know that the Lord is good, and he wants to bring hope into your life. He wants to bring healing into your life. He wants to bring deliverance from your sin, deliverance from your addiction, deliverance from your hopelessness or worry or fear. And uh, know with God's help and the power of the Holy Spirit He gives us the supernatural strength to do what we cannot do on our own. I have to tell you, when I was out there in the driveway digging that snow and ice up, I wanted to quit many times. I thought, why am I out here doing this? We can't even go anywhere, and and, uh, it's really cold. But yet, I was determined to, to make sure we had a clear path if we needed to get out and uh, know that at first when we start digging out, it's easy to become discouraged and you feel like giving up or why am I even doing this? There's, there's no hope for me. But no, with God, he gives us a way out and that's through Jesus Christ. 
In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we know that he will help us dig out from our sin, from our uh, problems, from our circumstance or situation. But then we must dig into God's word and dig in in our prayer time and searching God's heart and asking for his guidance and direction and wisdom. And today happens to be Ash Wednesday. And we are six weeks away from Easter. It's hard to believe we're already talking about Easter. But today, Ash Wednesday is a day that many Christians will wear a ash, an ashen cross on their forehead as a symbol of uh, repentance, as a symbol of humbling themselves before God. And, and also they uh, give up something I had one of our members to send me a text yesterday and said, will the 21-day fast that we started in January go toward the 40 days between now and Easter? I said, that's, that's between uh, you and God. And they were joking with me. But um, if you feel led to fast and pray, again, giving up something for the next 40 days, then I encourage you to do so. Ask God what he would have you to do. But my prayer is that we would continue to grow in our faith. And that's really what Peter was was writing these believers that, look, you maybe are young in your faith and you're going through a rough time right now. And we as seasoned Christians, maybe that have been Christians for year, we're, years, we're still going through a challenging time right now. But with God's help, we can dig out if we dig into his word and that we dig him, a, a word maybe used back in the 70s, can you dig it? That we would dig him, that means that we would like him, that we would be into him. And when we dig Jesus, we can't go wrong because he is good and he loves you and me so much. So I pray tonight that your heart has been encouraged and, and that you will Keep on keeping on. And we have so many people that we need to pray for tonight in our church family. We have folks that have lost loved ones that we need to remember in our prayer. Um, just this past week, we lost one of our dear members, Gladys Brumbach. Uh, Gladys was such a, a fine Christian woman. We lost Pat Wiley, another one of our church members, a fine Christian woman, and we want to lift up these families to the Lord and ask for their comfort. I ask that you would continue to pray for folks that are battling COVID or are still suffering from the effects of it or folks that are um, having surgeries or recovering from surgeries. Continue to pray for my son, Isaiah, he has uh, really suffered most of all with a bad sore throat and some aches and a, an upset stomach. Uh, thankfully, none of the rest of us uh, at this point have had any symptoms and we're going tomorrow to, to get tested. And Lord willing, if I test out and test negative, uh, my uh, quarantine ends on Saturday and I look forward to being at church on Sunday, but, 
But if I do uh, test positive, then I won't see you uh, in person Sunday, but I hope you will still join us for worship. But at this time, I'm going to invite you to go to the Lord in prayer with me. Father, thank you for being a faithful, loving God. And Lord, you are patient with us, not wanting any one of us to perish, but for every one of us to come to repentance, to turn away from these things that we know, God, are harmful to us spiritually and harmful, Father, maybe to others and Certainly, it hurts you. Father, we just praise you for being a loving God and understanding God. And Lord, tonight, we just want to lift up so many needs. And Lord, I know folks will be receiving the prayer list. I pray, God, that we would just remember all those that are on our prayer list, that you would anoint them and touch them, God, with your grace. Lord, be with uh Mary Campbell and the loss of her mother, Gladys Brumbach, that you would bring comfort to this family, God, and be with Gene Wiley and his family and the loss of his wife, Pat, and God comfort them. Lord, we just pray for others who are grieving and those that are in the hospital and still battling COVID. We pray, God, that this pandemic would end soon and Lord, we're grateful that the positive cases are going down, but there still are people who are getting sick. And Lord, I pray for my son Isaiah that you would heal him, Father, soon and that he would begin to feel better. As he said, this is the worst he's ever felt in his life. And I pray that he might feel your love. And Lord, I know how discouraged he is that this is his senior year and having to miss um, basketball games, just comfort him, God, and may he know how loved he is by us and by you. And Father, just be with others that are struggling tonight. Father, uh, I'm sure there's some people who are battling depression, loneliness, or fear, or anxiety. And Father, I pray they might feel your love and know they're not alone. And Father, I just pray that you would keep people safe during this uh, wintry weather, that, Lord, you would give people safety as they're on the road if they have to be, and, excuse me, keep people, uh, Father, uh, careful, help them to be careful as they go out. Father, we just pray that you would continue to be with our nation. Father, we need great revival and spiritual awakening, and, Lord, be with our uh, new president and vice president and that you would give them wisdom and guidance be with all of our leaders the governor lord and and our uh, local leaders be with all of our uh, churches and all of our ministers god and give them wisdom to how to lead and father be with forks of elkhorn church lord um, we thank you how you've been faithful to us during this season and Father, just continue to give me and, and our staff and our safety risk management team guidance, Father, as, as we uh, seek to do what's right and we seek to do, Father, uh, our part in keeping people safe while also ministering to them in an effective way. So just help us, God, I pray. And continue to bless us and bring great revival and spiritual awakening. 
in our own hearts, in our state, and in our country, and in our world. And may it begin in each of us. Lord, tonight I pray that we would just allow your Holy Spirit to search our hearts. And Father, if there are any of these sins in us tonight, uh, Father, whether it's uh, malice or, or uh, Father, hypocrisy or, or envy, Lord, or deceit, or Father, any of these sins that we've talked about tonight, Lord, I pray that through your power, you would just help remove them from us that you would dig them out of our lives and help us, Lord, to crave and to, to desire you. And, and Father, that most of all, we would uh, dig you and know that you're a good, loving God and you're faithful to us. And may we strive to be faithful to you. But God, we just love you so much. And I pray tonight, God, if there's anyone who's never taken that first step uh, and coming to Christ and finding salvation that tonight someone might pray a simple prayer, even in their own words, one like this, to say, Dear God, I confess that I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, God, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. Lord, if someone could pray a prayer much like that just to begin a lifelong, eternal journey of living for you, may they pray that prayer and contact us, Father, or, or a pastor at their church, Lord, that they might uh, follow through with believers' baptism and, and begin to live the kind of life you would have them to live. Father, we just love you so much and Again, Father, just keep everyone safe and keep everyone healthy. Prepare our hearts for worship on Sunday. We ask for a special anointing of your Holy Spirit. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for the victories we trust you to bring. In the strong name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want to thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. Just remember, we do have 8.30 and 11 o'clock in-person services on Sunday. I hope that you will join us. If you can't be there in person, join us virtually. Invite friends to watch our service if they're not comfortable getting out yet. But we invite you to worship with us Sunday and, and again each Wednesday night at six o'clock, but thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. We always close with some special music. I'm so grateful that this past week, earlier in the week for the first time since my mom has been sick and, and since losing my dad, she went up to play the piano at her house and my brother Tim recorded her playing and Many of you maybe already saw this. He posted on his Facebook, but to close our service tonight, uh, my mom is going to be uh, playing the piano, closing out this service with that beautiful old hymn, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior. And so continue to pray for my mom's healing that, that soon she would rebound and feel better and and uh, begin to uh, uh, get around better than she has been. But thank you for all of the prayers. Thank you for your support. Don't forget how much God loves you, and we love you too. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you.